It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Jalen Tolbert has another massive practice. What could his role be like in the Cowboys offense this year? All that and more this episode of Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, the Cowboys wrapped up practice on Tuesday. Another really good practice. Yeah. What was your biggest takeaway from this practice? Man, it's hard not to uh, like be deafened by the drum drumming of of uh, Jalen Tolbert at this point. You know, we started out this conversation talking about the drum beat, uh, and now it's like he's Keith Moon, you know, like from the Who. He's just like drum soloing. It's it's gotten quite ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 gone from. Uh, just a steady drumbeat to a, a loud, uh, you know, kind of almost gong show level uh, th- thumping of, of a loud percussive device in order to get everyone's attention. I, I think it's, you know, we've kind of reached a point, honestly, that I never thought we would get to where, uh, you know, you see, see Michael Gallup continue to have really good practices as well. It's not like he's had bad practices, but are we to the point now where, we're discussing a, a true wide receiver 3A and 3B situation. Like, has Tolbert shown us enough now that it's not just like, oh yeah, he's wide receiver four, but it's like, hey, maybe he should be getting some, you know, some of these snaps that that normally would all go yeah. to Gallup, just because he's so dynamic and 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 is just so confident playing such good football right now. You just maybe can't keep him off the field. I thought about that uh, as well yesterday. I'm like, maybe there's just a chance where Tolbert fights his way out of the field and you just have a heavy rotation at wide receiver. Been around football a lot in my life. I think an easy way, a simple way just to kind of classify what kind of camp Jill and Tolbert's having is I think he's officially a dude now, right? Like, yeah. like he's yeah. just, he's a player. And I know that sounds so simple, but it, it, it's kind of what it is. Like, are you, can you play or can't you play? And it seems like Jalen Tolbert has announced to everybody like, Hey, I'm, I'm a part of this wide receiver core now. That catch he made yesterday, like the level of like confidence and execution he showed and just like, and you know, precision and technique like that. That's the thing is that, you know, um, I've been struggling to kind of quantify this because it, it, it is one of those things where we went in and we're hoping for like a, a, a minimum floor and what we've gotten is on a whole nother level. Right. And so it's like, it's hard to uh, uh, put into words exactly like, well, what, what, what should we do here? And it kind of became clear, you know, during the game and then definitely after the game, him coming back and then having this practice, right. That, this dude's operating on a different level than the rest of these guys. We just, playing, I mean, we have, right? like, there's been days that have been better than others, 
but there hasn't been a bad day yet, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, hey, he's struggling with drops. He's not getting open. It just seems like every day, hey, an amazing catch on third down by Jalen Tolbert. Or this highlight grab in the back of the end zone. Or he, I think he scored multiple touchdowns in yesterday's practice. So despite having the one play that everybody went bonkers over, he had a really good practice yeah. outside of that one On top catch. of that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and I think that's, that's what it is, is that it's like we were hoping for a steady drumbeat, and what we've gotten instead is starter plus level uh, play from him. Like I, I don't think that's unreasonable to say. I mean, he's been the star of camp at least multiple days out here, like better than other wide receivers out here that are going to be pro bowlers and all pros, not better, but like, you know, standing out in amongst those. So I, I, I think that it's time for us to at least start to consider the idea that Tolbert is, is not just a wide receiver for, but uh, yeah, not just a depth piece, but a guy that they will want to feature and, you know, may force his way to even more snaps as the season goes on. All right. So, Let's let's break this down a little further. So let's say Tolbert is that dude, and he's somebody that the Cowboys have to get out of the field. How do you do that? Because I, and well, again, I, I might be wrong. But I I think his best job is when he's in the slot and he can give you like a little bit of a vertical aspect. However, the play that he made in the the Jacksonville game was as an outside receiver. How do the Cowboys find ways to get him involved on offense? You you're following the train of thought that my brain had at about three o'clock in the morning when I couldn't sleep last night. And, and the only thing, the inevitable thing that I keep coming back to, I think the Cowboys are just going to play more wide receiver four wide receiver sets. than That's they were probably previously. the answer. Right. And, and, and honestly, like, I think that's kind of what we've already seen a little bit. Right. So, uh, and again, yeah, even though I'm the guy who started preseason, uh, the training camp formations, you know, one year, we have to be careful about, you know, uh, formational uh, tendencies in preseason games, right? Like we've talked about it before. In the preseason, the ultimate goal is not necessarily to win. It's to keep people healthy. It's to not necessarily show your hands schematically. Um, but, you know, having said all that and given you all the, uh, all the you know, there, I, they were in four wide receiver set at like at least the 20 to 25% uh, uh time on offense in that first preseason game that's a huge huge increase on where they were last season and i'm pretty sure it was the highest number of any team in the nfl in the first week of the preseason so it, it could very well be that you know part of our conversation about tight ends and running backs and uh it, it may be kind of the answers that we're looking for may be in the fact that this team might be getting ready to be playing a lot more three and four wide receiver sets than they even did last year so maybe you do more four receiver sets. Well, we had Mike McCarthy talking about more six man protection this year, yeah. right? Yeah. Having the running back help you in protection. And maybe you just, you use four receivers and you use two slot receivers and that's just your offense. And you try to get more guys on the field that can make plays after the catch that can create some layup throws. I wouldn't be surprised with Tolbert's development. If that's where we're heading. The last thing I, I wanted to ask you, because I had somebody ask me yesterday, hmm. they said, what type of player could you see Jalen Tolbert being? Because I, there's a lot of people that like to have like pro comps, and that's yeah. the way they see players. And somebody they asked me, and I honestly I didn't I couldn't come up with a really good name. So I, I'm I'm asking you like, is there a, a certain player or certain type of player that Tolbert reminds you of? I mean, again, maybe I should have just called you at three o'clock in the morning when I was having all these thought thoughts. You might have been awake at that point. Yeah. Um, I, to, last night I was thinking about it, and, and I actually think that that you have to look at the two other players on this team. Uh, I, I think he is 
somewhere on the scale between Michael Gallup and CD Lamb. You know, he's he's he is very similar in size uh, and, and somewhat of his game to Michael Gallup, but he has skill sets that are similar to to CD. Right? He's a, he's a slot operator. He can he can get in and out of his breaks well. He can go up and get the football. Um, you know, I, I think he's. Uh, I think as far as style, I'm not saying that his skill level is this right, but I think as far as style goes, he's he's a, a, a lot more Michael Gallup than he is Ceedee Lamb. But he is, I think, if you you know were to <laughs> if you were putting these two players on on either side of a scale and you had a slider between yeah. the two of them, he'd be all the way closer to Gallup, but he'd still have a notch or two towards Ceedee Lamb. I, I think that's kind yeah. of where I have him on the spectrum. I, I, he's just very physically similar despite their game being different very physically similar to michael gallup and 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 it's it's just interesting to see them both out there it's easy to get them confused on the field to be honest it took me a while but i did come up with one name that i wanted to run by you just quickly let's hear it but what about like i mean he i don't think he's going to be this player but like peak adam thielen who played a lot in the slot for minnesota but could also play on the outside he's you know over six one over 195 pounds not super fast but not slow either that's that's kind of where i'm thinking for tolbert yeah i like it you know just like a uh not a guy who's gonna burn you necessarily with just raw speed but has enough athleticism throughout his game that he can elevate as he needs to to attack above the rim he could separate with his with his route running uh and he's physical i think the difference between this year and and last year is is obviously his confidence yep Uh, and that confidence has unlocked his ability to play the football uh, through physical contact in a way that he just was not able to do or just not confident enough to do last year. He has a kind of a my ball mentality now sure. that, that just really wasn't there last year. Let's talk about Micah Parsons, who had a dominating practice before he had a little bit of a health scare. We'll get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Nutrafol. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth with visible thickness and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated, natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patented technology provides consistent and reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take their hair health wellness quiz. It helps you identify the causes of your thinning hair. And Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for your better hair health throughout the whole body wellness. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning hair, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, metabolism through the whole body health. And it works. In a clinical study, 84% of men have showed improvement in their hair after six months. So take the first step to getting visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first, first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men. That is spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL. That is Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code LOCKEDONNFL. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. Every day, we're going to be back tomorrow uh, answering your Twitter questions. Uh, so make sure you guys tune in for that. And then on Friday, getting you ready for the Cowboys' next preseason game, uh, I believe against the Seattle Seahawks uh, at That's 10 right. p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. That's right, 10 p.m. Eastern time, which is <sighs> going to be fun for you and uh, fun. Uh, frankly, it's going to be fun for Cowboys fans. I mean, that's, it's a 9 p.m. Central start. I was thinking about that. Like, the, you're going to be watching third teamers playing at 11:30 at night on Saturday. That's wait. a Saturday night, if I've ever heard. Can't of can't wait. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Mike, about Micah Parsons. So, first of all, yeah. off the top, got hurt. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Yeah. Got a little banged up in practice. He got cleated in the the leg. He's fine. I I I know. Anytime there's a Michael Parsons health scare, everybody gets upset. But it seems like he's fine, Landon. It's the it's the classic. He he got hurt, but he's not injured situation, yeah. right? Like, ouch, but I'm fine. You know, yes. he'll be okay. Uh, listen, there's a reason that uh, any you know injury news towards Micah is uh, greeted with full on panic. I mean, the guy, we're out of words to say about the guy at this point. I, I, hyperbole has failed me. Uh, the, you know, yeah. the, I, I've got a thesaurus in front of me, and it's not helping. Like, we have run out of positive things to say about Mike Parsons before he got cleated in the leg. I mean, frankly, the reason he probably got cleated in the leg is because he destroyed practice before that. Yeah. He had two and a half sacks, at, at least. Uh, a couple other ones where we saw, like, clips of that I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, he probably would have ruined that play as well. Um I, you know, I, I gotta say, we, we talk offline about beat writers and stuff all the time. I heard an interview with Michael Gelkin yesterday on the radio, uh, who's one of my favorite beat writers. If you aren't following him, you absolutely should. And, 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 and he kind of helped crystallize it clear. It's sometimes it's hard to, uh, uh, to, to see the scale that, that Micah Parsons is, is operating on, right? Because they, they, they close it down so quickly when he gets around. Uh, he he's you know it's it's so bang bang it's he's touching the quarterback the quarterback's still allowed to throw the ball and so it's 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 sometimes hard to quantify it but it's it's the the little things you see in the moments before they shut down yeah. the snap right it's the, the hand usage that he's using that no no one no one can stop him no one yeah. has been able to stop him uh, and and the fact that he's doing stuff like and I th- I'm sure the video went around. I'm sure you guys saw it. He's pulling Mozzie aside. He's trying to help him, you know, uh, uh, you know, lear- learn some hand techniques. I, I this I really do believe Micah when he said that it, he wants to take this this defense out, this team out into the deep end. He's dragging. He's going to drag this team out into greatness, you know. And 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 <clears throat> I think we've seen it. We've heard him talk about it. We've seen other people close to him talk about him acting like this. We've seen the results of it on the field. Uh, if you aren't excited about what Micah Parsons is bringing to your team this year, uh, I, I don't know how to get you more hype, but but I'm here to tell you that it's it's exciting. It's extremely exciting. Yeah, so a couple of things. Uh, I was actually listening to another Michael Galkin interview. This was uh, probably a week ago. 
and he was talking about how dominant Micah Parsons is. And he said he's the best defensive player that he's ever seen. So I want to put that in context a little bit. He was with the Raiders when yep. Khalil Mack won the Defensive Player of the Year award. And he was with the Chargers when Joey Bosa was having a ridiculous uh, start to his career. Then he was also with the Chargers when they had Sean Merriman, right? So for him to be a whole tier better than some of those guys just shows you where we're at right now. I'm also going to peel back the curtain a little bit. Uh, our guy, David Locke, who does the Lockdown podcast, Lock, started this Lockdown Network, he always tells us to play the hits, which basically means talk about the biggest stories, talk about your most important players. We could do that seriously every single day every with day. Michael Parsons and talk about how he would dominate practice, but it would basically be the same episode running over and over because locked on he, Parsons would, it, would I mean, be honestly, the new title of the show. Th- that would be the thing is he, Parsons has just been so consistently dominant every single practice. It almost gets boring talking about how great he's been. And and honestly, I'd peel the curtain back a little even further. I, I told Mike, I told uh, Micah, I told Marcus before the show, I was like, look, we haven't talked enough about Micah or we haven't, talked a lot about Micah because we could talk about him every single day. We've tried to do our best to talk about other stuff, but it's been long enough. We are allowed, I'm allowed to talk about Micah today. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why this, this, we're out here discussing it because look, I mean, it's, it's, it, it would feel like there would be an enormous hole in our coverage if we didn't talk about Micah Parsons, because obviously he's yep. the best player on the team. I, I think I could equally easily uh, say yeah. that. Yes. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, it's there's lots of other aspects of the team we have to cover, but every once in a while we need to check in and tap into the level of excitement that we are owed uh, uh, with what we have in this guy and, and what he's about to unleash on the NFL. The, the other thing is, you know, I mean, longtime listeners of the show know I, I'm very much a pessimistic Cowboys fan <laughs> by nature, yeah. right? Yeah. One of the reasons as of late, the last couple of years that I haven't felt so doom and gloom is because you have somebody like Micah Parsons who just gives you a chance in any single game that you're in. Even last year when Dak Prescott went down, yeah. it didn't feel like the end of the world because you felt like Parsons alone and Parsons and the defense could keep them afloat. And they absolutely did. They beat the Bengals in week two. They beat the Super Bowl champion Rams in week three. They beat Washington. Was it week four? Like Parsons kept things afloat and it feels like now going into year three not only can he do that but i think there's a chance that even against some of these really good teams that they're going to play this year like the bills and the dolphins and the jets that he's just so dominant that he's going to give you a leg up against even super bowl contenders yeah i mean just again we got to move on but just to kind of give the context he did all that stuff last season and and was incredible and he he looks better yeah. like markedly better than he did this camp than than last yep. camp like his hand usage looks expert he he doesn't look like a freak of nature who's still learning how to do it it looks like he's learned what he's doing now and so yeah. it's i'm excited to see it all get unleashed to use one of my favorite movie quotes this is like when happy gilmore learned how to pot That's exactly right? <laughs> right now that he's got the hand worked out it's like you're done there's just no yeah. chance of you being able to consistently stop him outside of double and triple teaming him and that's going to leave opportunities for demarcus lawrence one-on-one and osa digizua and all the other players that the cowboys have on defense so it's it's a good time to be a defender on that Cowboys defense because of Micah Parsons. Lana, let's move on and talk about some other notes from training camp practice yesterday. Next. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Landon, we have just a few minutes left, but what were some of the other takeaways that you had from practice on Tuesday? Well, I felt like the defensive backs had a, had a mostly pretty good day, which was nice to hear. I mean, I, I think that wasn't terribly surprising just because they've been doing, you know, great work for the most part, you know, for a while. Um, I, I also kind of wanted to throw out there that it felt like D-Law had his best pass rushing day. You know, yeah. we, we obviously have a lot to talk about with Micah Parsons, but D-Law is a guy that, you know, a much much like Tyron Smith in the sense that they are very, you know, protective. They know what they have in D-Law. They're not necessarily trying to put him out there and expose him a bunch. They want to keep him healthy. They want to make sure he gets his work, but he's not getting a ton of reps. And I think that's why guys like Tyron Smith and Demarcus Lawrence aren't getting a lot of, you know, kind of hype and recognition the way that these other guys are because simply the volume of what they're doing on the field is a lot less than these other guys. But D-Law himself wrecked practice as well he, he uh, was rushing on the left side uh, uh during practice with or on the i guess the offense's right side uh inside a tackle with micah parsons and then they were trying to you know run stunts with Good the luck. two of them and that obviously didn't go well for the offense uh lawrence was all over the place you know and, and had multiple sacks inside at defensive tackle i have a feeling that they're going to focus on that a lot on third downs to try to get him on on the same side as micah parsons um, I, 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 I go ahead. I got no, one please. note for you that I wanted to. Yeah. Todd Archer was doing a thread yesterday on some of the biggest winners from practice. And he mm-hmm. mentioned that the Cowboys are kind of committed to using Leighton Van Der Esch more on the edge. Yeah. Pass rusher, which listen, they did this last year. It's, it's nothing new. I, I thought the results were not very good last year, honestly, when Van Der Esch rushed, rushed the passer, but Archer's note was, he looks so much more comfortable doing it this year. The, the hand technique and the handwork is better. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think the one rush that, that I did actually see the rush that, that he was referring to, uh, and I think what happened is that there was a miscommunication on the stunt uh, pass-off between Awesome Richards and I think it was – well, oh, that's another thing we can talk about, Hoffman. They've actually swapped Hoffman and Farniak back. So Hoffman is playing guard again and Farniak is playing center again. Um, and, and so, but I, but yeah, he, he looked smooth kind of going around the edge, but I don't know if he necessarily won because of technique usage is more of a miscommunication between the two, the gardens. You just have so many good edge rushers. You don't need to use part or use Van der Esch. That one I just don't get. I think it's, you know, I think it's, it's more about creating confusion with formation. Like they get you kind of getting the idea that, that he's going to be doing this and then, it'll be like a sim pressure or something where he drops off into coverage. You know, look, I, I, they're trying, they're throwing a lot of stuff at the wall right now to see who can do what uh, in order to kind of, I think, formulate new uh, alignments and formations. My only problem with that is we offers. saw it last year though. Like we, we, yeah. we saw Dan Quinn try to do this last year. I, it's just one of those things I just don't get. Maybe it'll work this year and I'll look so stupid, but I, it's, I'd rather just give those opportunities, those pass rushing opportunities to Sam Williams, or if you're going to rush a linebacker, I'd kind of rather see it be overshot just because of his bend and athleticism. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and maybe that maybe that's part of what we'll see too. Is is you know the several other linebackers kind of do this if if Layton can find success here. Uh, you know, who knows exactly what the end game is here. Um, I, I think it's an interesting note, but I'm not. Ex- I'm still not quite you know putting a ton sure. into it yet. Uh, last couple things. Uh, T.J. Bass, the Cowboys undrafted yeah. guard from Oregon, Oregon. I always say it the wrong way. People always make <laughs> yeah. fun of me. Uh, Played a little bit with the starters yesterday at left guard. Uh, how did you, first of all, how did you think he looked in the preseason game? And then what are your expectations kind of moving forward? I think he looked, I think he looked better in the preseason game than he did in practice. I, I, you know, I think the, the, the calls for him being a gamer might be true. I mean, he certainly uh, seemed more comfortable, played with more power and confidence. Maybe that's because he's playing against a, you know, a lower quality defensive line than what he's I mean, used to playing against. Yeah. I don't know. Um, he got into practice yesterday uh, with the ones after uh, it looked like a ball fell on the ground and, and kind of may have, you know, ex- hyperextended the knee or something like minor. It didn't seem very serious, but he was able to walk off and they, they put ball in and ball in. I thought ball did, uh, I'm sorry, they put uh, Bass in Bass. and Bass, I think, did, did fine uh, throughout the for most of the rest of the practice. Um, you know, I think they're still trying things out there, still trying to figure out exactly who's going to be the best fit. And, you know, clearly indicating that by moving on Farniak and, and Hoffman, you know, I just don't know that they, you know, we still got two preseason games left and, and, and maybe we'll see something from Bass or from uh, uh, Farniak that, that, that makes you feel a little bit more confident about where they are with this. But I still feel like they've got a ways to go before yeah. we're going to feel comfortable with Farniak or, or Bass or Ball. Uh, being the kind of backup interior guy if or or i guess even more so not even just the backup interior guy but like the six offensive linemen off the bench you know because the idea is that you you move tyler out to tackle and then a guard in if that's the idea so i i, I well let me I ask mean, you this is, yeah. is there a chance that it's just neither of those guys and it's yeah Austin richards that's the sixth guy or I, maybe if it's a right tackle situation it's matt well let's go i guess i honestly think it's all on the table like i, I honestly think that you know, we've been under the impression that you know Tyler, that the obvious plan is to kick Tyler out to tackle and then play a guard. But I don't know that that's necessarily. I don't know what the plan is. I, I think we, we're still kind of trying to figure it out, and I don't know that they know what the plan is yet. I think they probably have a couple of different ideas of what they could do, but they're not probably sure, certain yet what the best solution is based on who's playing the best. So. If it's Awesome Richards, then yeah, maybe he's a, just a left side backup. If it's TJ Bass who gives you the best play at guard, then yeah, it's a TJ Bass in and then Tyler to left tackle or something like that. So I think they got to figure out who their sixth best offensive lineman is and where what position that they play when they're the best, and then kind of configure the the situation based on that. And if not, they probably are going to have to go out and get a veteran offensive lineman if they don't feel like any of these guys are a good enough solution to make them feel comfortable, you know, as a replacement in game. And again, you don't have to go out and sign that player right now. We've talked no. about this all off season long. This you've, you need that kind of set six or seventh offensive lineman who's placed in the interior. You can usually get them first week of September, sometimes even later than that. So the Cowboys have time, but let's see how things go in the preseason before they have to, you know, go to the free agent market and find a guy. And maybe even in the regular season, maybe maybe you carry these guys in and 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 you wait for an injury before you sign somebody, right? Because like you feel confident enough that 
Richards or Willetsko could get you through the end of the game until well, and then you figure out a, a week to week solution. And you mentioned somebody like Gabe Jackson, who is I yeah. think thirty two or thirty three years old. I got a feeling Gabe Jackson's not coming in to sign just to be a backup, but he might sign to be a starter, like for no. ten games or whatever. If you need him, I mean, if you need him for ten games or whatever, I think I think you're right. Like they can get through games with Farniak with Richards. I. We'll see about Josh Ball. I'm I'm still a little skeptic that he's going to make the 53-man roster, but we'll see. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen of the day. Again, every day is we'll answer your Twitter questions tomorrow. Friday, we'll get you ready for the preseason game, so make sure you tune in for that. Uh, go follow the show on YouTube, Locked On Cowboys over there. We are free and available on all platforms. Follow Lane on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys right back here tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.